Welcome to the Innovation and in Government Show, sponsored by Kerasoft. Each month, we'll talk with industry experts who enable innovation and make government more responsive and secure by advancing key technologies. Now, here's your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Fred Butler, the Senior Director for Industry Strategy and Solutions at DocuSign. Fred, thanks so much for taking the time to join me. Thank you very much for having me, Justin. Let me set a little context for our discussion today. We've talked ad nauseum about the pandemic and the way it's changed agencies work. So we're not going to repeat all the ways that this new normal or that will never go back to pre-COVID. What we will talk about today, however, is how agencies have the opportunity to rethink how they deliver services to citizens based on what they've learned over the past two years and maybe more importantly, what their customers have come to expect. You know, from President Joe Biden's executive order on customer service to a new focus on five life experiences, including retirement, recovering from a disaster, and transitioning to, to civilian life from military, agencies are rethinking what services need to look like. And a big piece of reimagining federal services is moving off paper documents, taking advantage of cloud-based software, and easing the burden of sharing information across government. Now, some agencies, as we've seen, are more aggressive than others, adopting electronic services, particularly e-signatures, the General Services Administration, the IRS, the Securities and Exchange Commission, to name a few, are moving toward that self-service, mobile-friendly digital model. The benefits of this model are clear to those who use it. So what will it take to get others to jump on this bandwagon? Well, that's where my guest comes in. Once again, I'm joined by Fred Butler, the Senior Director for Industry Strategy and Solutions at DocuSign. Now, now Fred, as I said, we're not talking pandemic. I'm tired of it, right? Absolutely. But we are going to talk that what we've learned over the last few years. So what are some of those trends? What are some of the things you've have learned over the last years from, from agencies in terms of how they want to digitize and, and improve their services. Absolutely, and, and thank you very much again for having me. I, and I would agree with you that it's not just about the pandemic. It really started prior to the pandemic, and this the paradigm shift, shift that has occurred in government is really one where there needs to be a continued focus on both the customer externally and internally on the, on the workforce. Uh, some of the things that we're seeing is that customers are expecting to have that Amazon or Facebook experience and be able to do it anywhere in any type of way that they would like to, uh, including mobile, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, internally, you know, the federal government employs more than two million individuals. And with individuals retiring, uh, there is a need to ensure that there is not a loss of the institutional knowledge that the government currently has. And part of that can be improved and can be facilitated by the use of technology. Uh, an additional way is by providing opportunities to upskill and reskill across the workforce to facilitate continued improvement of uh, individuals' career opportunities and really kind of a pa continued passion for meeting the needs of the public. Two, two roads you all kind of opened up the paths to. Let's go down that first road about customer expectations. There's always that discussion, well, but the government isn't Amazon or the government isn't Facebook, so there's, it's, we shouldn't expect that to be the same. In many ways, I think what we're seeing is that's not necessarily the case. We, we do expect more. When you talk to agencies, do they understand that that's, that, that expectation is being put on their shoulders to act more like what we see in the private sector? The government is employed by the same individuals that are using Amazon and Facebook when they leave the, their workplace. And therefore they know, and they have that same expectation. They also recognize that there's a, a unique opportunity to build on what's working and things that have improved over the last couple of years. Um, and, and as they're thinking about those things and looking at other agencies that have made 
those shifts, they're taking those best practices and expanding them to meet the needs of their particular agency. What's a big trend maybe, or, or one of those things that kind of have stood out to you of, of taking a private sector, uh, something that's done all the time in the private sector and, and apply it to government? Is there anything that stands out to you from that perspective? Well, I would say the, the biggest thing is really thinking about burden and the administrative burden. Um, facilitating workflows, something that we do regularly in business, uh, is something that the government is doing actively to really think about what are those things that can be refined and replaced in a way that enables things to be streamlined to be much more efficient, generating more value internal to the operations, and also improving the employee's experience of the work that they're doing on a daily basis. I just had a conversation with the DHS Chief Information Officer, and one of the things he brought up was uh, Paperwork Reduction Act. You know, we, we don't want to get into do, do bore our audience too much with it, but he said that he just put a challenge out to reduce the number of hours, the burden that the uh, components across DHS do to you know kind of put on the, the the public, their customers, by something like 22 million hours this year. And, and I think that's what you're getting to is, is absolutely to, you have to look at what you, what the process today is, and then how to how to ease that burden. Is is that what the conversations you're having? They, those are are absolutely part of the conversations. And, and as you're just bringing up that example in terms of the PRA, there are so many standard forms that are completed by government employees, by government applicants, by individuals looking to receive services from the for the from the government, and all of those processes, if they were digitized. Um, the workflows would be streamlined. Reduction in the number of errors that were in those op, uh, documents, it would reduce the time that it takes to process the documents. You know, we're seeing uh, examples in agencies where things that may have taken uh, 100 hours have been reduced to a few hours in, in one day. And it's just about thinking about what's working and how can it be done better differently or, and once they've identified that, where else can they spread it to other opportunities in their agency? We've worked with one large uh, agency who really was thinking about the inspections process and the applications that go along with inspections. And the reality that the information that they had was enabling potentially two inspectors to be at the same location conducting an inspection at the same time. Uh, modification of their process enabled them to capture the information that they needed with one inspector and to spread that information to the various components within an agency to give each the information that they needed to do their jobs appropriately. That's a tremendous example because I think there's probably no bigger frustration for a company, a, a citizen, a customer to have women. Why do I have two people from, pick your agency, the FDA, the, the you know um, CBP or whoever shows up at my door why can't I just have one of you and, and why can't you just yes. do it once? So uh, that's, I really appreciate that example. The other side of the coin that I want to go down just briefly is, is also the workforce piece. You mentioned the transformation has got to happen externally but also internally. And you brought up some keywords, uh, upskilling, reskilling. And part of that, I think, is getting agencies to rethink their own business processes and then what does it take to meet those business processes. And when you talk to agencies, is this where the, this discussion about automation comes in? Absolutely. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about and that. And thinking about automation in the government, um, the digitization and democratization of technology. You know, 
several years back, you needed to have a computer science degree to do or change a program or a function within your, within your programs. Now, software can be utilized by individuals at various levels to make modifications to change and make things work more smoothly in each of their programs without that necessity to have a technological background in their education. Um, things that they're doing to facilitate the ability to communicate with experts across the nation, you don't necessarily have to be sitting in the same office as someone with that expertise. Now that we're in a hybrid work environment, there provides the opportunity for us to really think about where are the best assets, whether they be on the West Coast, the East Coast, or essentially located, and how can that communication and collaboration occur more effectively and in a timely manner to meet the agency's needs and their mission. We hear a lot about this idea of low-code, no-code platforms. I think that's gaining a lot of popularity and people seeing it, so it's that digitization. But agencies and, and if you will, their workforces have to understand that those, those exist and not be afraid of touching it, right? Well, that's break right. it. That's right. Is that something that, that you're seeing that when you have conversations with clients or prospective clients that they want to know more about? Or how often is that coming up? Absolutely. And, you know, part of what we really kind of are seeing are individuals with a fear about the technology and the infrastructure that they have in place in their agencies. And our intent is not to rip and replace, but really to think about how we can integrate and facilitate uh, with more than 400 different integrations building a solution that enables them to go the next step further and also to look around the corner for that next emergency or that next uh, area of their vision that they're trying to achieve and plan proactively. I think one of the things that sometimes gets lost in all of this is that where are you heading? Yes. What, what is that longer term vision? Because everyone's, we all get focused on today and you have to understand the, the tomorrow vision. When you talk about agencies, and, and there's a lot of papers still out there, we think, yes. and we've been talking about e-government now since 2003 or 2001 when, when the Bush administration put that out and getting off of paper. What are you seeing in terms of paper? Does it surprise you how much is still out there? <laughs> uh, 25,000 forms, um, somewhere in the estimates of $40 billion in terms of cost inside of the government to uh, manage and update content that is still being done in a paper format, uh, approximately $117 billion in time tax to fill the proper the paperwork, to ensure that it's done correctly, to send it through the workflows internal to the government, and to hopefully get it back to the constituent or uh, customer in a timely manner. Um, there is a tremendous opportunity for change. And we are seeing a lot of agencies are really taking uh, this opportunity to address uh, the the opportunity to address the opportunity um, to improve and to transform their systems, uh, but there's so much more that can be done. It's just amazing numbers. I mean, the, you don't even touch upon the fact that mistakes. What, oh. What's what's the mistake ratio or the sure. percentage of mistake, mistakes? Easy to trans transform a one and a two or a zero and a one, and all of a sudden the, the whole paper trail is messed up. Is that the other kind of push? I mean, we've seen a lot, for instance, during the CARES Act and during some of the Recovery Act of trying to tamp down fraud. A lot of, a lot of concern about fraud came up over, over the last couple of years. 
is do agencies also have that conversation like we've got to get our fraud under control or at least reduce our improper payments or whatever terminology they're using? Absolutely. And I would say zero trust and security are at the foundation of all change across government. Um, it needs to be a secure environment. It needs to be done with a trusted partner. And in both of those cases, you know, um, DocuSign um, has more than one million customers, one billion users worldwide. And when we think about the government, more than 3,000 government organizations trust DocuSign to facilitate improvement and to work with them collaboratively and their partners to really build solutions that will sustain the test of time. I think that's something that a lot of people probably don't realize, not just the reach of, of your company, but that they have to get that security piece right. Because they Absolutely. think, well, oh, if it's, if it's on the cloud or if it's an e-signature, that, that can't be secure. How am I going to prove that Fred Butler is the Fred Butler who sure. signed the document? I think, but, but knowing that, that you have people that do it every day is probably reassuring. Absolutely. And I would say, uh, along with meeting various compliance aspects of the government, being FedRAMP moderate, having impact level for um, uh, support in terms of of what we can do to support the government, being 508 compliant, um, ensuring that um, each of those tr areas of trust are addressed in a way that is seamless and that are constantly being in, in, um, improved upon to maintain that stability. Um, you know, and we're thinking about kind of how some of the greatest examples in some of the agencies, for example, um, in one agency in HHS, this organization had an authority to operate for onboarding. They were able to actively pivot and facilitate going a few steps further to expand their utilization of our products and our, and our partners to address the provider relief fund and really enable um, more than $160 billion to be uh, sent out to the community uh, to have a system set up in less than a week, uh, to have it updated more than four times while never being down once. Uh, that's the kind of flexibility and leadership that we're seeing in government to take what they have and see where they want to go and to make it happen in a way with a trusted partner who has a secure system in place. Great example. We're going to delve into some more examples Absolutely. in a little bit, but let's take a quick break. When we come back, we can continue our conversation. You're listening to Innovation in Government, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. At the core of every DOD process are applications, forms, and contracts that require signatures. Many of these processes are cumbersome and paper-based and can distract from the mission. DocuSign eSignature digitizes and streamlines these workflows to support mission readiness at any time. Join the more than 3,000 government agencies that are using the FedRAMP Moderate and DOD IL-4 authorized DocuSign Agreement Cloud. Learn more by visiting DocuSign.com gov. Welcome back. You're listening to the discussion Innovation in Government, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Fred Butler, the Senior Director for Industry Strategy and Solutions at DocuSign. Now, Fred, before break, we're talking about a lot of the challenges agencies face, some of the trends you're seeing, you mentioned all this paper that's still out there, which is just amazing how much money they're spending, how much time they're, I'll use in quotes here, wasting using paper. So the, here's my question, let's solve it. What are some, maybe some short-term things agencies can do to, to really think about their business processes and get off that paper? 
Well, I would say every agency has a mission that they're trying to achieve. And with that mission, there are programs and activities that are being implemented. And I would start with the program management from the appropriation to the closeout of these opportunities, there are workflows that can be improved. Uh, from the drafting of the statement of work, uh, to the signatures for approval, to the application and the review of those applications from the technical expert panels. This is consistently done because the federal government is based on the FAR. And all of the federal acquisition regulations are similar across government. So thinking about procurement and the ways that procurement is managed, an excellent opportunity to get really big wins across each and every agency by thinking about those workflows and working hand in hand with the program teams to modify them in a way that generates change and effectiveness and efficiency. You bring up a great point that the, not just the federal acquisition regulations, the FAR, but also every contract has certain pieces to it that you're always going to do. And, and if you're still writing it out, handwriting it out, or typing it out, or printing it and sending it and scanning it or whatever you're doing, that's such a, a huge burden. Uh, do agencies, where are agencies in that effort to, to modernize? I mean, again, every agency is different. I every understand agency. all that. But like, what are some of those areas you're seeing where they're still stuck? Is there, is there a couple of them that would stand out? Well, I would focus on where they're making strides. And, and <laughs> you're I nicer say, than me. I, you know, I, I would say because that's the example that we want to see more of. You know, where they are uh, acquisitions, whether it's uh, contracts, grants, uh, interagency agreements, um, they all are a set of, a, of agreements. And when you think about those agreements, the agencies that are doing most effective activity in that area are really working with partners, both interagency, intra-agency, public-private partnerships. They're building on similar components of their missions and working strategically to work together to achieve a, a bit of each. You mentioned uh, program project management, you mentioned procurement kind of related. Yes. The other piece that, that's probably really prime for this, and I see this a lot, is some of the other back office areas like HR and financial management. Absolutely. Uh, one of the big areas that I've seen over the years with, for instance, robotics process automation is financial management. They've seemed to, that, that CFO office really jumped in. Are you also starting to see CFO HR excitement over this? this Absolutely. And, and the HR is both at the front end and the back end. It's onboarding the new individuals in a way that is effective and streamlined and similar to what is they're, they're seeing in the private sector. And on the back end, retirement. You know, nothing better, you know, reward than to have a seamless process at retirement where your paperwork is done, uh, it is moved to the various relative agencies to uh, ensure that your first payment is made at, at a correct time, that there's continuity of your health care going into retirement. Um, I would say the, there's examples of agencies that are utilizing improvements in their HR process relative to performance. So they're able to track what are the goals that are being established? How, are the, how is the employee meeting and exceeding those goals? And the employee being able to have that digital record with them to take um, to their next opportunity and or to their next agency in a more seamless manner than, than what I experienced uh, when I was working uh, with uh, federal government.
the retirement piece is so difficult. We get that's the thing we hear all the time from uh, folks. I'm about to retire, or I just retired, and I haven't gotten my first annuity check yet. I think that frustration, because of that exact reason, my, my paperwork was in uh, agency A. It's got to go to agency B, and for whatever reason, it's it's in a you know Manila folder that's being done through interagency sneaker net, right? The old sneaker net. Yes. That that's I think a, a huge area. Is that, does that come up that, hey, when you talk to clients, hey, here's something you can get a quick win on. Here's how you can really impact your internal customers that so quickly and so positively. I would say yes. And they're thinking about even more ways that they can facilitate change. Uh, a number of, of agencies have moved to utilizing some digital forms but are still requiring a PDF to be sent uh, email, mail, thereafter, when all of that can be done, authenticated in a more refined approach. Um, but we're seeing examples of that occur. And I would say some of those examples are really being magnified by multiple solutions working together in an effective way. So you may have a couple different parties working with an agency to ensure that the this, this solution that is provided is one that goes from A to Z. Um, and kind of moving away from that process where you have an approach um, that is done and then they come back to the agency asking for additional resources. So really kind of thinking about the whole process and how the full workflow um, is going to be engaged in a refined manner is what we're seeing a lot more of now. That piece is really important, that workflow, because. Again, you mentioned zero trust earlier. We're not going to spend too much time on zero trust because that's another one that we're all getting a little tired of. But it's not one thing. So when you talk about workflow, it's multiple pieces that all have that, that integration. And you mentioned partnerships earlier. Yes. I think that's a key. DocuSign's partnership with your partners from an industry side and your partners on the agency side. How, how are you ensuring that, that there's integration on both sides of the fence? Well, I, I would start by saying DocuSign has more than 400 integrations in terms of software, and that really enables us to position with the agency, as I said a little bit earlier, to not really have them thinking about us wanting to rip and replace, but more so integrating the pieces and creating a new process that will facilitate and achieve the aims that they've identified. Now, one of our major partners is Salesforce. Uh, there's a huge presence in the federal government in terms of Salesforce. Uh, with DocuSign, we've done 10,000 plus instances within government to improve the process, achieve higher results. Um, and I would say that there are others um, that are supporting us in the HR realm, uh, whether it be Pega or Appian or others that, and there are too many to name, um, but one of the, the, the thing is that we're better together. You know, it's not about us having all of the answers, but it's about being committed to helping government achieve the results that will help them move further towards achieving their mission. And I think one of the pieces about that is, and it's good to know, is agencies have so much, we'll call it legacy technology. Yes. And as you said a couple of times, it's not a matter of coming in and ripping out whatever old system you had and putting the, the DocuSign system in or, or a partner system in. It's, okay, how do we integrate with that, is that something that agencies are talking a lot about? Is that, the, is that one of the biggest questions you have? Hey, we're already using, we'll use your example, Salesforce. 
how do you work within Salesforce? Do you get that question? Absolutely, and I think one of the one of the main things is the ability to really kind of address this whole piece about structured and unstructured data, mm -hmm. and how effectively the two components together with Salesforce and DocuSign are really addressing those needs for the government in quite effective ways. One of the things that we also, I think, sh should hit upon is, we talked a lot about the workflow piece. What are the, some of the other components of this workflow? Because I think people hear workflow, well, what do you mean? So, so e-signatures, that's what DocuSign's known for. Sure. But the workflow, what are the other areas that agencies maybe need help in, or what are the other agencies you're seeing a lot of requests about to help improve? So. When we think about the workflow, and you, as you were saying, the signature, there's a process prior to the signature and after the signature. There's pr the preparation of the documents prior to, uh, and the workflow for revision of those documents, and then kind of sending those through the chain of command for approval before they're actually signed. Now, once they're signed, so you've prepared them, you've now signed them, then once they've been signed, you need to then act on them. So what are the next processes that have to occur relative to that action of the contract, the agreement, whatever that you're, you're working on in terms of that particular program? And on the backside, I would say the most important thing is really the manage. Prepare, sign, act, manage. Prepare, sign, act, manage. And on the manage aspect, there's a huge uh, value to the government to be able to look at the various different components of paper and agreements that they have across each of the components, oftentimes um, there is an ability to use analytics and be able to see where are we getting the most value, how is that, what processes are being put in place to achieve that value, who are some of the players that are contributing and generating the most bang for the for the constituent or um, the U.S. America, the American uh, people and their resources in government. Um, I think that there's a, a wealth of opportunity um, to think about program management across government because it's, it's that one variable that is consistent in every agency. Uh, to achieve the mission, you have to implement programs and to implement those programs effectively, you have to streamline your processes and more effectively use partners to help achieve your goals. Fred, we got just a few seconds left now. What's the one big takeaway you want to leave the audience with uh, about the, the future of where these digital tools are going? The, the one takeaway. The one thing I would say is that we have a tremendous opportunity in front of us, um, that there are examples of how it's being done uh, in agencies, and we em implore individuals to reach out to us and let us help connect some of those dots together. All right. I very much enjoyed this conversation. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today. So let me thank my guest. Fred Butler is the Senior Director for Industry Strategy and Solutions at DocuSign. Fred, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for having us. I'm Jason Miller, and you've been listening to the discussion Innovation in Government, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search innovation. Thank you for listening to the Innovation in Government show, sponsored by Kerasoft on Federal News Network. The entire discussion can be found on demand at federalnewsnetwork.com, keyword innovation.